Hello, and welcome to the Business Building Blocks podcast with your host, Christina Schmidt. So today we're going to talk a little bit about why I am doing this and one of the key ways that I work with my clients as well as a program that I've developed. So the whole reason that I really have been motivated around this is because I have gone from this crazy running around like a chicken with my head cut off leader to just knowing I needed something more and knowing I needed something better. And so I'm guessing if you're listening to this, that you're probably in a similar boat that, you know, your business, you know, your life, you know, everything can be better, but sometimes we just need a little help. As I said before, we are not meant to go through life alone. We need to do this together with one another. We need to support one another. And so this is why I do what I do. So um, I want to talk to you about the cornerstone framework that I've developed. So first of all, I'll talk about why I called it this. Okay. So um, I know that from my experiences of you know, trying to implement tools of trying to get things working, trying to trying to make change happen. I know that it is so based around the leader. So it, it has to, we have to start with the leader because what it is, it's so much about a culture. Okay. So we have a great culture where there's a leader who, who's focused on his people, his or her people, who is caring creates empathy builds trust and creates this safe space for them around then people are now okay they're comfortable taking chances and taking risks and when a leader says hey we're gonna do it this way because i can see this work this way this way and this way people are like okay yeah i trust what this person says it's not just this like today's you know news flash thing um and it is, it's something that we're going to stick with. And so they've built that trust. They've built that, that trust in their leader to follow. So when you have a culture that is doing that, then change happens and change happens easily. So the thing is, is that most people, not most people, that's, that doesn't come out right, but a lot of people and a lot of my clients included and myself included, we know that can be better. And we think that, okay, we grab this tool. I am going to, and this is me, I'm going to use lean manufacturing. It is going to be, make everything better because we're going to do these things and support these things. And I knew it would work. And in all honesty, if you're doing the Kaizen events properly, you are, you're practicing what I do preach. But the problem is, is sometimes the leader isn't ready for that. Myself, I know I I knew things needed to happen. I knew how to do it, but I was so obsessed with the minutiae and everything else that was happening that I couldn't separate my time. I couldn't prioritize my time enough to get these changes in place, to create the environment that I wanted to work in and that I assumed that my team wanted to work in. And I just, I couldn't break away from it because I didn't understand me. I didn't understand my strengths. I was seeing myself as a failure because I wasn't good at, you know, all these things that all the other leaders were good at. And so I was, I was just not in a great place. And so for that reason, we have to start with the leader. 
when there's any kind of change, anything going on, must start with the leader. So what does that have to do with the cornerstone? So I was at church one day. <laughs> um, I was trying to think of, of a, a name for my business. So I went with a very creative name of Christina Schmidt Development. And you're right. So <laughs> clearly it didn't, it didn't go there. But when I was there, the psalm for that day, it was um, the cornerstone that, or the stone that was thrown, thrown away by the builders has become the cornerstone. And for some reason, it just struck me and it was like, so it has to be the leader. And so what is the leader? You know, so much of, of, you know, lean of all these team buildings, they say, you know, don't think of the leader on the top, but think of the leader on the bottom. And this is exactly it, right? The leader is the cornerstone. They are that first stone that is laid that's going to set this stability and the direction for the entire organization. So if your leader is, you know, not having a good day, well, maybe not a good day, but your leader's not right. Your leader is not healthy and not well, mind, body, spirit. If they're not well, then they're not going to lead well. When we're not well, we lead from our wounds. We lead from those places that hurt. We, so we do things that aren't in the best interest of everybody else because we've got this, this area where we're not thinking straight in a way. And so within this program, I've created blocks, hence the name of this, this uh, podcast as well. So I've created building blocks. And so envision a pyramid. So if you're watching this on YouTube, then you're going to get to see my visual that I created. Um, if not, then just imagine a pyramid in your mind. Okay. So you can see it here. So I've got the leader as the cornerstone. That is like the first block that is laid. Next to the leader, I've got strategy and metrics. And I'm going to get into each of these blocks in a minute, but I'm just going to put it up here so you can kind of see the visual. So once you've laid that that base foundation of understanding the leader, understanding where they're going and finding a way to measure to make sure you get there, now you can start building upon there. So on top of the leader and strategy, now you can place the team. So we can't really add a team and we can't add a team and lead them well without understanding who we are and where we're going. Okay. And so those all link together, right? Um, and then we get to play, place the next block on top called processes. All right. And so the processes goes on top of the strategy and the metrics because we're going places, right? And we have to measure there to see that we can get there. And so all the good processes or all the key processes are probably going to have some kind of a measurable, um, as well as it's right next to the team. So I would always say do your team, then figure out your processes next, okay? Um, and then there's a top, a block right on top, so making the tip of the pyramid, uh, called continuous improvement. And so that's the fun stuff that can be, you know, your lean tools, your kata training, your Six Sigma, your, you know, whatever kind of fun, fancy stuff that's going to, you know, that's usually the first place we go, right? Uh, th that is right on top. Plus, we're never really done with our development, are we? No, like we're in a constant state of growing. If we tried to go from crazy busy leader to, you know, serene, zen sort of perfect leader who's always calm, always knows where they're going, always says the right things, always creates the safe environment, never makes mistakes. If we tried to go from there to from crazy to that, we would fall, we would fail and we would look at ourselves like huge failures. So it's, it's about these teeny tiny little steps that we're going to take. And so 
So when we build and when I work with clients, I want to start with the leader because when we start with the leader, we can set the tone for the whole organization. So we start with the leader, we move through strategy and some metrics. Then we start looking at, okay, what team do you have around you? Who do you need? What's there? And then we start looking at processes and the cool tools. Okay. So it's, it's a slow progression and we're not going to leap into the cool tools. Okay. So I want to dive into each one of the blocks so that we can really get a feel for you know what's in the block when I'm working with the client. And then also I have a, a quick course that I'm just going to kind of jump through it and give you a playbook more or less to, to work on and to work through as you're trying to grow your business. And so I'll kind of, I'm probably going to mix and blend it a little bit, but it's going to be a little bit of, you know, what's in my quick playbook course. And then, you know, what, what's really all in there because there's a lot in there and it'll continue to grow because again continuous improvement all right so let's talk about the leader because again cornerstone the leader is the cornerstone so this is a key part of all of it so we start with the leader again because they are setting the tone for everything and so the leader bucket the two key things i i need people to get out of it and so this is what's in the quick course is knowledge of self and a mindset okay so they're they can be you know you can take them as a really small nugget of something but it can also be really huge but within the course i want to get some kind of knowledge of self first so so what i start with is i start with a working genius because then it at least it helps us understand you know what actually brings us joy because Again, I want us to have joy at work and joy at home. So what kind of work brings us joy? What kind of work derives our energy versus what kind of work drains our energy or is going to lead to burnout? So understanding that is huge. So for myself, I know that when once I understood that, it took away so much guilt. It gave me some freedom to say, it's okay I'm not good at this. It's okay that I really can't stand doing this part of my job. And I wasn't a failure. I was just stuck trying to work in my geniuses or my, my frustrations and my competencies all the time. And so understanding that about ourselves, if, if we're stuck in those as a leader, what do we do to kind of turn the tables a little bit and to say, okay, I know I need to focus here. If I don't focus here, I will become a drain and I will actually drive my team down. And that's what happens when we get stuck in those competencies and frustrations. So I always start with the working genius because it's just such a, an eye-opening thing. And we can use it to build once we get up to the team as well. And so it's, it's continuity all the way through the system. So start there. Um, if there's other assessments or surveys or something that the, the person has done, you know, a lot of people have done Myers-Briggs already. They've done DISC or... Um, there's 360 surveys that you can do. So there's all sorts of things that we can use to gain knowledge about ourselves. But those are the first one. And the one I, I do make people do is the working genius. Um, so then once we understand that, we can move into the mindset. And so, so many leaders are the top performers, like those high performers. They want to do everything. They want to do it right. And they're going to do it fast. And they just no one else can do it as good as they can. And so they're, they're those types of people, right? And so sometimes we have to flip that mindset just a teensy bit, right? And we have to kind of say, okay, well, we understand yourselves. These are the things that bring you joy. You might be really great at these other things, but they do not bring you joy. They kind of bring you some misery, right? So 
what do we need to do? How do we need to shift that? And okay, so yes, you might have to work in it, but how do we, how do we make it so that you're not killing yourself trying to do it so that you're not stuck in this grind of trying to always do it? Like maybe we partner you with somebody to work on it, or, you know, maybe we, we look at it and we say, okay, well, I don't have to take this weakness and make it a strength. I'm going to take this weakness and I'm going to outsource this part of it. And I'm going to work on it so it doesn't hurt me. Okay. So, and that's how I'm going to, that's all I'm going to do. I don't have to feel guilty about anything else. If it's not perfect, it's good enough. (laughs) And that's okay with some stuff, right? Like if everything had to be perfect, we would drive ourselves insane. And so shifting that mindset from, from a fixed mindset of it's either right or it's wrong. I'm either good or I'm bad. I'm a success or a failure. Okay. I want to shift from that to I'm learning. I'm growing. I don't know what yet. I'm not good at this and that's okay because I'm really good at these other things. Okay. So it's a mindset flip. And so there's a lot of things in mindset. And so obviously through working through uh, working with the client or, you know, through the cornerstone, we're going to, we're going to just kind of shift a little bit, right? We're going to try to grow and stretch our mindsets just a teeny tiny bit and kind of make that shift into um, a little bit more of a growth mindset and really just kind of taking a grasp of the whole person. Okay. So that's the bare minimum of the leadership. Um, I do, or the leader bucket. Um, I do have a spiritual element that I have found hugely, hugely important to me. So like growing in my spiritual life has also gained me a greater understanding of what I want to be doing and how I want to be serving my customers and where I want to, how I want to be presented. And so there, there are elements within there. So as we start to dig in there, you know, we're going to look at that, you know, with a healthy, the mind, body, and spirit, holistic view of it. So, you know, People will take that as to where they need to take that. But that for me has been game changer in terms of just not comparing myself to others in terms of, you know, being who I am and who God has made me to be and sharing that with the world, because that is my job. That's my role in this life. And so that's a big part of the leader. All right. So then we want to move into strategy. And so in the course, we're not going to do strategy in the traditional sense like vision mission values yes i'm going to talk about that and i will teach people that so they know what that is okay but first and foremost what i need people to do and it's it's a bit of a shift and a bit of a kind of a straight line from the leader aspect we need to understand where do you want to be what are your life goals and how does this role or how does this business get you there so more or less, you're, you're coming up with, okay, what are my life priorities? So this can help us hugely. This can help us prioritize our time. This can help us focus, you know, which things in our business are the key things to get out of it. You know, who, it'll help with the team at some point. Who do we need to bring into the team? Because our life looks like this, right? Or our life, we want my life to look like this. So, so that will be a big part of it. Um, we also, I, I love to, to lean to Patrick Lencioni's um, six strategic questions. So I will also give those to the leader as well. And so working through those with the team can be huge. But 
in in the playbook thing, I primarily need the leader to understand, you know, who are they from the leader section and where they want to go. So, and this is in their life. Okay. And so how does their business support their life? Okay. So that's the big part on the strategy. The metrics, it is what it is with metrics, right? We have to measure things. If I don't measure things, they don't get done. If we don't measure things, we don't know if they've gotten better. We don't even know where we are and if they need to get better. Okay. So we have to measure things. This is, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's tough for people. Sometimes it's super simple. So we'll look at a couple different strategies. We'll look at some of the key metrics that they have. Like, how do you know you're successful right now? Okay. Right. So is it sales? Is it, you know, number of clients in the front door? And so we kind of go through a lot of the different metrics, but what are the key things that are going to say I'm winning or I'm not winning. I better do something different. Right. And so that's what we want to get nailed down there. So pretty basic. That one is just like making sure we have something and it's telling us the story. Um, I also talk about how we display them, the importance of that and reviewing them. Okay. And so there's a couple different models I'll refer to. Um, so there's the EOS system, there's, um, just some standard dashboard systems that we can look at. And so just whatever is going to work for that team or that leader. So next building up with the blocks, the team block. So again, we're starting with the working genius. Okay. So we're taking the, the working genius from the leader. If there is a team established, we'll do working genius with the rest of the team and we'll look at what's called a team map. Okay. And so the purpose of this is just making sure that we understand how we're put together as a team. Okay. So work gets done in three phases. And if we're missing phases or even a genius within each phase, we aren't going to be successful or we're going to have some rework loops that weren't intended and maybe cost extra money. And so we're going to look at that. We're also going to look at, you know, taking that leader into account, you know, if there isn't a team yet, or there's not, you know, the funds to have a team, but we know that there's something that needs to be outsourced. We're going to look at that. And so team is going to be, the concept of it is going to be bigger than just, you know, the team that's in the workplace. It's, you know, what supports do you need? Okay. Like what are you outsourcing? Are you outsourcing your bookkeeping? Are you outsourcing your social media? Are you outsourcing sales? You know, so like what makes sense for your organization or for your business or what makes sense for you? And sometimes it's even like outsourcing a genius. So maybe a whole leadership team, no one has wonder. Then that means no one's going to be asking the questions. No one's going to be saying, huh, is this the best we could be doing? Or I wonder if that could be better. And so if nobody's asking that question, then we're, we're not brainstorming and inventing the right things. And we're not maybe putting the right solutions out there for everybody. So all geniuses are, are important and they all need to be part of the team. So if we have to outsource geniuses, that's part of that team section as well. So I've talked about working genius a lot. So obviously <laughs> I love it. Um, it's, to me, it just makes so much sense. It makes my engineering brain process brain very happy because it is how work gets done. I will do a podcast on it. If you don't want to wait for that, there are a bunch of podcasts on the Working Genius podcast. So go listen to that. I'll link it down below. Um, but I'm certified. So I will I will be using this throughout mine. And I'll probably be talking about it a lot because it, it is such a basis um, for how things will come together. Um, and then so once we get the team established, then we get to look at the processes. So we start with just identifying what are the key processes. So a great place to start is going back to the metrics area and saying, 
okay, what metric or which metrics are important? Okay, which processes lead to those metrics? Okay, so we start there. So we start just identifying, okay, what are the processes that we use a lot? And so some key ways to look at it are, okay, again, the metrics, what are the key metrics that are important? What are the most used type of processes? Like if you're in a retail store, are, you know, your customers coming in and how you greet them, that's used a lot, right? And so your whole point, you want them to come in, you want them to find something that they love and you want them to buy it. And then you want them to tell all their friends. So how does that process look? That's probably a pretty key one for you. So you'll want to look at something like that. Then um, another one is one that has a lot of touch points. So it maybe touches a ton of people. So when you look at like something like invoicing, sometimes it touches a huge amount. So you may have like the, maybe if you're in a, a manufacturing or design organization, the designer gets the call to do the quote. They're like that first point in the invoicing process because they have to get all the right information. I've seen where you know, they don't have all the right information. They don't even know where to send the invoice, right? So there might be like, you know, maybe it's customer service that hits it first, but there's key points that hit a lot of people. So you've got your customer service person, you've got your order entry sort of person, you've got your designer person, you've got your um, actual manufacturers to make sure they're recording the time. You've got the shipping people to make sure all the paperwork's there so you can ship it out. You've got the person sending the invoice and then the person collecting because they didn't pay invoice, right? So you've got so many people that touch that, that it's important that it is a well-defined process that everybody can follow and that everybody's doing their part so that you're not sitting there at the end of the day trying to get like the address for the person and the right person to send a bill to and you're not getting paid even though you've done all the work right so those are the key ways to kind of look at all of those processes and so once you kind of do one big loop through then it's it's great to just take a step back where am i how am i doing naturally you may find yourself saying i need to work on myself a little bit more or let's clear more clearly define the strategy so that we you know we all are on the same page let's get those mission vision values out there you know let's let's look at that so you can start deeper diving in but that first swoop through just kind of gives you a good, great overview especially if you're already established as a business and you're working through things so it's like okay look at the whole thing analyze each bucket say, okay, where am I going? What are my next steps? Okay, but ultimately it's going to come down to the leader, which is why it's the cornerstone. So I'll probably deep dive into the leader section quite a bit because there's so many layers to it. Um, there's, you know, I've talked about wounds a little bit. I've talked about um, just continuous improvement of self-development, self that kind of thing. And so the leader may constantly be having something work, to work on, which is fantastic because if we're not growing, we're dying is kind of the, the little mentality you look at. But I mean, honestly, everybody, everything in life is it's either growing or it's shrinking. We don't stand still. Okay. If we're standing still, we're, we're shrinking. And so that constant continuous improvement is important. So grabbing those couple of next big actions after you've kind of done the first loop through and done a quick overview and kind of gotten a current state, then that is, that's that next step. And that's what that continuous improvement layer looks like. 
So if you would like more information, you can reach out to me. You can check it out on my website. It's christinaschmidt.ca. Um, I would love to hear from you as well. Feedback on what do you think of this model? Does it make sense to you? Is there anything going, Christina, that doesn't quite, no, I don't get it. But have a look through, jump over on my website. I've got some, some other tools on there for you to grab as well. So somebody's at my door and I will go see what that is. But I hope you have a fantastic week and happy leading.